Welcome to the Playmaker Podcast, a podcast for people who want to sell different. Playmakers wage war against traditional sales and win. Remember, success is just one play away. Welcome, everybody, to the Playmaker Podcast. We're going live here again. We got a cool episode. I was real impressed with this guy, and I've been more impressed with the organization. They've just exploded in the past couple of years, and we're going to be talking about trends in 2018. Uh, and to do that, uh, I've got a, a gentleman by the name of Gaetano. What a kick kick-butt name, Gaetano Nino Denardi um, from Sales Hacker. He is the VP of Marketing. Gaetano, how the heck are you? Yo, Gabe, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate your kind words, man. Thank you. Yeah, like I said, man, I mean, sales hacker, you know, you you kind of spring out of nowhere. Max is like this crazy lunatic, um, <laughs> just kind of like doing his thing. And all of a sudden, you're partnering with Salesforce, you're making a name, you're putting yourself out there, putting, and then, I mean, truthfully, I felt like there was quantity for a while. Like, I'm just like, these guys are everywhere, but I started tracking the quality and I feel like you guys are, you're finding the balance, man. You're doing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. So kudos. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's that's my intro to you. Um, can you tell us just a little more about yourself and Sales Hacker for those uh, the audience who don't know? Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So uh, a little bit about me. Um, I'm a musician uh, and music producer in my free time, and that's how I kind of got into marketing. I love it. I uh, yeah, I was I was real. You can see my piano in the background and stuff. So I play uh, <laughs> guitar, play a little piano, bass, drums, stuff like that. You know. And, uh, yeah, I was producing records for some rappers and some hip hop artists and singers and uh, rock bands and stuff. And then I realized like, shit, I got to realize how to, I got to market my music somehow. How am I going to get this out there? So, um, I basically, uh, became a self-taught digital marketer through that. And I got my, uh, first SEO gig at an agency in New York city by presenting the strategy behind my music marketing plan. Interesting. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And the reason I had to do that is cause I realized, uh, music's nice, but, uh, you know, let's talk Scott all here. It doesn't really pay the bills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. That's the way it works sometimes, man. That's the way it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's nice for a little side boost, but you know, it's not really getting the job done here. So I uh, got my first SEO gig at an agency in New York City. Uh, did that for a while. Moved on to Pipe Drive, a very well known right. uh, CRM yep. uh, space. Yep. And uh, I ran SEO and content marketing there for a while. And after that, uh, I came in contact with Max and we started talking about, you know, would you want to, would I want to come to Sales Hacker and run growth? And uh, sounded really interesting. And, uh, you know, a year later, here we are. So, yeah. um, that's how it happened. I love I love the story, man. I didn't realize that's kind of the background. What's um what what's sales hacker? Give us kind of the thirty second version on that. Yeah, exactly. So um sales hacker, uh, our vision and our and our message used to be that we were the future of sales. Mm-hmm. And we still kind of are because um, you know, we're really trying to lead at the forefront of how AI and automation and technology are shaping, transforming the sales and marketing process. Yeah. But our new sort of uh, message and, and vision is really building the largest database of salespeople who are backed by budget. Hmm. And yeah, so um, <clears throat> what we want to kind of do is not just say that we have just random salespeople in our in our database and in our, in our audience, but we have uh, salespeople who are backed by visionary companies that are not afraid to put a little training budget behind their reps. 
hmm. send them out to conferences, get them involved in all the stuff that we're doing. And in terms of what we do, uh, we offer world-class thought leadership. We have the webinars, the blog content. Uh, we have the virtual events. As you know, we've been partnering with you guys on many of them. Yep. And the last uh, one that we did was massively successful, the Sales Development Summit. Um, we also do eBooks and, of course, the in-person uh, live events and conferences, which is kind of our flagship thing. That That's right. For. Yeah, I mean, you guys, like I said, you're everywhere, man. If you guys didn't catch the Sales Development Summit, uh, it just turned out to be a fantastic event. You know, the world's only niche, only focus on sales development, managers, leaders, reps, turned out to be 6,000-ish registrants, but it was meaty content. Uh, a lot of people, it was a great event and partnership with Inside Sales and Sales Hacker. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. Well, let's get into this. Um, I want to talk about these trends, but before I do, I got to put you on the spot. And Maybe you already mentioned it. I mean, I always like to get kind of a unique aspect of from someone's background or one of the things they've done, but you kind of hit it. I mean, can you just give us one more click maybe on the music thing? I mean, did you actually produce yourself or were you just mm-hmm. kind of always, I mean, you were producing for rappers or what was kind of the gist? Give us one more <laughs> click on that, man. Yeah, man. So like the music kind of uh, was passed to me as a child because my grandfather um, sang opera in Italy back in the day. (laughs) My father. (laughs) Yeah, you can't get more time. Who is this guy, man? Who who invited this guy? This is great. This is great. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then like, you know, my dad, he was always bumping the the classic Italian (laughs) singers. And I was like learning from that. And, um, you know, that's how I basically taught myself how to play guitar and piano because I was always absorbing that sort of thing. And um, I got into producing just like in my mom's basement when I was mm-hmm. a kid and my, my, you know, my friends were out in the city playing stickball. I'm a New York City kid. Um, you know, I was inside, you know, doing guitar scales, playing, playing the drums, like just making beats. And um, I grew music. my network through just basically word of mouth. Like everybody kind of knew me in high school as the kid that was just a madman on beats and just, you know, <laughs> that, that's all I really ever did. And um, I, I grew it, my, I, I grew my, my music network basically the same way I grew my marketing and business network just through social media and word hmm. of mouth and going to events and stuff. And uh, yeah, last year I produced a record for Fat Joe um on his uh right, album man. yeah it was called uh too quick on his album uh plata plomo so you're doing but, uh, you're still doing it i mean you're still trying to you keeping it keeping yourself sharp huh yeah yeah man yeah I keep, I keep it alive because all it takes is one hit record you know i could have a couple <laughs> million in my back pocket so and then you could say to max and sales hacker hey get out of here man i gotta get back to my music <laughs> no yeah, i'm teasing you know, you know you got, and plus you got to do things you're passionate about too totally. outside of you know work so totally. it's good to kind of just counterbalance it a little bit. oh man see i've i've lost some of the hobbies as work's gotten more stressful it's like people know. you know like what are your hobbies i'm like it's work and um that's not that's not a very good hobby but i, know. Uh, I mean the this podcast is great you know i mean i do love doing content yeah. meeting people like you so there's there's some fun in it but all yeah. right that aside one more question for you um top of mind response here you're obviously vp of marketing sales hackers bowman um you run into kind of an aspiring leader says hey how do i become great you're on the spot what do you say yeah, I would just say, um, I, well, I'll put it in the context of sales because I learned so much about sales this year. Yeah. And really the number one thing I learned about selling is that um, it's not even really about selling at all. Hmm. That's just it. You I know? love it. Um, it's about being helpful, about being consultative. It's about having open discussion and just being human. And um, yeah, don't try to sell if you're trying to sell. Cal, it's, it's, it's funny. It's like... Um, I think people can hear that and they can understand it, but until you like experience it where, where, 
Um, you know, you just have someone who's like legitimately trying to help you out. Um, and, and both parties actually benefit from it. Um, I don't know if it's easier said than done, but I love it. I, I love know. it. Great one. Yeah. Um, yeah. so let's dive into this. Uh, now that I've been blabbing for a while here, um, we had Gaetano, you know, we've been doing some stuff with sales hacker. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, this guy's starting to pop up on social. I'm like, who is this guy? You know? Um, <laughs> but either way, we invite him to do a guest blog post on, on the, the sales insider, uh, blogging, check that out at insightsales.com slash insider. Um, and this is just a couple of weeks back and he kind of hits this, this, uh, thread around, you know, Hey, 2018, what do you, what do you need to be thinking about? And truthfully, these types of things are coming out, right? It's basically January, it's 2018. So I mm-hmm. saw the title and I was thinking, nah, you know, whatever. I, for some for some reason, I started reading it, and I read the whole thing, and it's and he put like fifty thousand points, not fifty thousand. I mean, he put like twenty points in it, but it was meaty, you guys, meaty enough that I said, "Hey, guy, Tom, you got to come on the podcast. Let's debate, discuss some of these trends." We won't be able to get to all of them today. So I'm going to ask everybody to go check out that blog post. I'll put it in the show notes, but Mm -hmm. I want to hit a couple of them and get your thoughts. And let's start kind of at the top. I mean, I just got to say, you know, as you think about this article, um, you know, I mean, were all these things just in your mind or what was kind of the thought on, uh, you know, putting all this down on, on paper, big picture? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, basically, reviewed with Max um, the things that we wanted to talk about in the 2018 sales trend article. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, imagine if we did this with marketing and you know what? There's not that much different. Yeah. To be honest with you, there really isn't. Um, Is that and right? Like, yeah, you know, th- there's some stuff that's like very, a little bit more, you know, uh, metrics driven because marketing, I feel in, in many cases, tends to be more analytical hmm. and some, you know, depends on what kind of channel you're thinking about or talking about. But you know, like if you put it side by side comparison, everybody talks sales and marketing alignment. Like there wasn't really that much different between um, what we were going yeah, so we to. So it dovetailed off the sales piece. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yeah, so he so that's kind of how it came to be. Yeah, that makes sense. So he kind of dives into these top trends and it is marketing trends, but you almost to your point wouldn't even know um, that it. I mean, even as you said that, I was like, God, was that actually just about marketing? Because I mean, it, the the blend was so kind of, you know, you just kind of brought it together. Um, yeah. So let's dive into a couple of these. I want to get your, your thoughts. Certainly social selling, LinkedIn, you talk about it here in this mm-hmm. idea of, you know, the LinkedIn effect. Can you tell us what that is? What does it mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I would start by just saying that like B2B marketing is getting a lot harder. Yeah. And uh, because like the marketing SaaS has exploded, obviously the sales SaaS uh, has exploded as well. Um, there's new ways that uh, folks are looking to basically amplify their, their brand, amplify their content. The same old sort of influencer channels don't really seem to work mm-hmm. anymore. Like if, if Gabe, for example, I, I said, hey, Gabe, if you didn't know me at all, and I said, hey, uh, we mentioned your name in this article and, and we're from a brand that you've never heard of, the chances of you getting excited about that are pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> that used to work, man. That was a good one. That was a great play. That was a great yeah, play. It, <laughs> exactly. So like it used to work, but, um, it actually doesn't anymore because people <laughs> don't really care about that. So the LinkedIn effect is, is really to where people are using these narrative sort of approaches to storytelling 
to get um, conversations and discussions going uh, about any given topic. And the way that we do it at Sales Hacker to kind of amplify our content and our brand is not by straight away saying in an in a article or, or a post on LinkedIn that, hey, we are trying to promote this blog post and it's great and you should check it out. Right. What we do is we pick out um, very provocative ideas within this article, yeah. something that we know will maybe hit the heartstrings mm. of the various different people who our stakeholders in this subject. Yep. And we put a little mini story together in the newsfeed. Usually I coordinate this with Max and we try to do it around the same time so that it has this sort of little yeah, uh, clap kind of a yeah, exponential. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This little thunderbolt, thunder clap right. effect. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's just how we, how we do it. And we don't follow the, the template that you see a lot, you know, some very, very obscure opening line. Like I was broke dot, dot, dot. And then space. And then, you know, it doesn't really lead to anywhere. It's meaningless sort of, you know, non-actionable content. Our stuff is all actionable. There's Mm. always a key takeaway. And we're really just looking to build the discussion up on LinkedIn because what we're noticing with our own blog, I don't know if you noticed this, Gabe, but blog comments um, are down on our blog. Yeah. It's like not, um, you know, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a non sort of factor right now. And like, you know, in the past you could maybe argue that, you know, the more blog comments that you saw in your content, it was a sort of maybe measure of effectiveness of your content, but <laughs> now it's just not the case. People want to be on LinkedIn because they can guess what I had an account executive message me saying, Oh my God, your threads are perfect. I prospect <laughs> from your threads and I get qualified, um, I get qualified leads and conversations happening from your threads. So I'm like, okay, don't tell anybody that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. But yeah, that's in a nutshell, the LinkedIn effect. Excuse me. Do you feel like, um, you know, you mentioned LinkedIn, you go deep on that and I've seen some of your posts, but I want to switch and go to video for just a minute. Um, Mm -hmm. video seems to be everywhere. People are loving it. People are talking about it. What is it that about, about video that people need to be aware of that they need to be doing or not doing? Yeah. Well, with video, Gabe, I got to tell you, I'm a little jealous because uh, you, you make really good videos and uh, <laughs> I've been checking out your stuff and it's been really good. Um, but to the point of video, man, it's just like I think certain people are really good on video and it lets them shine. <laughs> Whereas like, you know, some people are really good with written and it's just about like I think picking like your – your communication style that works best for you. Yeah. But as we like, for example, um, Neil Patel is putting oh, out man. more don't, video. Don't tell than... me about Neil, man. I freaking love Neil. <laughs> I freaking love Neil, man. You know what I love yeah. about Neil, man, now that you got me yeah. on Neil. Um, and it goes back to the LinkedIn thing. Um, I love that he's, cause we saw the blog kind of, it's not dying, but man, it's just not having the engagement. Right. So I yeah. love that he does kind of the three fourths on his LinkedIn and then drives you to the blog. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that's, I mean, I've seen people kind of like a, do a dual post or a repost, mm-hmm. but I felt like the way he kind of does it almost just sucks you to the blog. And then on the blog, mm-hmm. you know, you got more call to action. So really loved, I loved that approach. Loved what he's doing there. Um, yeah. Have you tried, have you, have you experimented with that and tried it? Cause like, honestly, we, we haven't, but we want to. Yeah. I mean, that's we what we're doing. So yet. any LinkedIn post, we that's how we roll now. That's just how it's, okay. um, that's kind of the new mantra now. Has it been wildly yeah. successful? Successful. Um, I can't say yay or nay because um, mm-hmm. we're probably 30, 45 days in. Um, but I really, mm-hmm. really like that. 
I, and I love Neil, man. So keep going. Give yeah. me your Neil story. Yeah. What, what's your commitment like to producing video content? Because you're you're putting out quite a bit, and it seems like there's a there's maybe a method to the badness behind it. Here. Yeah, you, well, that's you know the thought. <laughs> hey, man, who's interviewing here? Huh? <laughs> you interviewing or I'm interviewing? <laughs> um, well, yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, like you said, I, I mean, I love. I mean, if they, if someone said, Hey, where are you in a couple of years, man, I may jump ship and, and join sale. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I love <laughs> to speak. I love to talk. I love to, to do that. Right. The mm-hmm. other thing that we're really noticing is we're not as millennial cool. Uh, you, you know, our company's been around a while and a lot of our leadership is, um, you know, call it 40, 45. Well, I'm basically, mm-hmm. I'm a millennial for all intensive purposes. I mean, I fall yeah. into the age range. So just by pushing me out there, trying kind of what we were talking before, getting out in front and saying, Hey, look, I'm a sales guy. I'm 30, you know, 32, 33 years old. Look, let's do our, let's do our thing. And inside sales is still, you know, young and and vibrant as well. So that's part of the push is to kind of get a millennial face to a company Mm -hmm. that wants to keep its edge. Um, and then the last thing is just when it comes down to it, I mean, from an engagement standpoint, even just you talk about LinkedIn, like I'll write a LinkedIn post and I'll get, you know, I don't know, 500 ish type of view, the act quote unquote views. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but man, with some of these videos, I'm hitting 7,000, 10,000, wow. um, and, and again, LinkedIn's numbers are just not great. I think we all know that there's not a ton of analytics around it, but from the initial mm-hmm. engagement, um, it just appears like it's doing way better. And so I've been playing a lot more with the LinkedIn video um, and, and then also the YouTube. So I had committed to kind of do a video a week, but wow. you know, the problem is life, life hits you in the face. As I told you pre-show, you know, we got a lot of stuff coming on a big event coming up in March and somehow yeah. it got dropped in my lap, but I love video. And I think from an initial standpoint, engagement seems to be a lot higher. So yeah, yeah, I agree, man. <clears throat> so one of the things we're doing uh, with video, at least we're trying to do, is um, you, you, the audience that's that's listening right now may not know this, but Sales Hacker is largely a user-generated content platform. Yeah. So we don't, for example, like I'm not really writing content every day. Yeah, yeah. Max is not sitting in his office writing content. Yeah, you're you know? curating. Like we want yeah. people like you and you know all these wonderful practitioners that are in our community to give us the ideas and and you know the 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 firepower to get the content out. So we want to feature others um, because let's just be honest, you know, like <laughs> Sales Hacker, for example, doesn't do account based marketing. It's just not part of our strategy because we're casting a wide net and we're not really targeting, you know, that's very right. Specific yeah, that people makes and sense. Stuff, right. Right. So right. Like, we're not going to be able to put out a great piece on account based marketing because we don't do it. But there's plenty of people who do. Right. Great work with account based marketing. So we get them to say it, and that's how we, you know, hold our abilities. But getting back to the video piece, we've noticed that um, when we get a contributor or an author um, to create a video and we embed it within the article, what happens or it tends to happen a lot is that um, the average time on page for that article uh, skyrockets, the the engagement skyrockets. And as a result, we see better SEO benefits for those articles that get higher engagement and higher time on page because the engagement signals are more positive than other posts that have shorter time on page. So it just tends to be a correlation that content with video for us, it's tends just to better. rank higher. Just better. Um, 
than hmm. other uh, than other articles that do not have video. Any quick tips on like if someone wants to get into video? I mean, the shorter the better, um, more authentic, uh, more produced, um, funnier, more you know. Any thoughts on producing it, not producing it, the way you deliver it, etc. Yeah, I would I would say just like you know, try to find something authentic that like is your style yeah. and that kind of stands out. You know, like Neil Patel, he does like I would say semi-produced yeah, videos. I love Neil's where, man. Yeah, he he does a really good job, but you could tell he scripts it out, and yeah. his videos are usually pretty long. Yeah, his are like five, five minute minutes long. That's videos, exactly right. Yeah. You know. Um, then like Maz and Whiteboard Friday, like theirs is always like five to seven minutes long, but there's a whiteboard you know, behind, you know, Rand Fishkin and he's like, you know, scribbling things out and stuff. So like, whatever it is, like you, Find you just get thing. right in front of the camera and you hit them with knowledge. Yeah. So yeah. that's like your thing. So I like, like I would just say, find whatever it is that you're comfortable with, um, that you can somewhat keep on a schedule, you know, however you want to p- potentially scale your video mm. content out. Um, just do what works best for you, but be authentic. That would probably be my best takeaway. Oh, I love it, man. I mean, yeah. I want to hit a couple more times always short, but, um, one that I'm personally interested in is this idea around Facebook. You know, you kind of said, Hey man, like Facebook, um, there's something interesting to it. And then you throw out old Gary V, um, which man, if you don't follow Gary V, you're just stupid. I mean, the guys, you know, he just is, um, yeah, it's just a great watch, man. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's so authentic and so just in your face, I actually got to meet him in Idaho. Um, cause you know, one of the things I've found, um, certainly, you know, my definition of innovation is creative plagiarism. And and you watch like Mm -hmm. a Gary V, some of these guys um, who are in the B2C space, um, they're just, they they do it well, man. So I went up to a conference in Idaho. I love to do B2C stuff. And he was there and we chatted literally for five seconds, but I did get my pick. And um, so I love Gary V, but talk to, (laughs) I don't even know why I said that. Talk to me about Facebook, man. You think there's a play in in the B2B world or are we just kind of talking B2C and it's a bunch of, it's only good if you're selling necklaces and little tinctures. (laughs) Oh no, hell yeah, man. Facebook ads are on fire. They're crushing, you know, um, they work really well for us. I'll be honest with you. Like we, um, use Facebook ads heavily. as part of our marketing strategy. It's primarily to do two things. Number one, uh, target very specific audience segment for a particular thing that we're doing. So, yep. for example, if we have like an executive um, topic for an ebook or a webinar, we're able to very, very um, strategically target just executives. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know, whether it's in a specific geographic region or whatever the case may be, like for our conferences, we do that. Um, you know, we have the Revenue Summit conference coming up on March first. So, what we, what we, we, you know, we we dump a good amount of money into Facebook ads, um, geo-targeting specific personas, hmm. but it works. You know, we're getting traffic to those pages, and those pages are, are converting. So, we're writing we're writing uh, ad copy too that really pops, and that is not it doesn't just look like an SEO headline. It looks like you know a, 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 a headline that's going to make you want to click through something very very. Um, attention grabbing. Sometimes we, we do all capital letters and for one hmm. word, like very, you know, yeah, like yeah. not clickbaity, but still just enough to get the attention. Um, hmm. so Facebook, Facebook ads for us, not, have not, have not only been huge for lead generation and, and content amplification, but just, um, you know, for, if we want to revive like an old post, for example, that we know is deserving of more attention because it fits into a theme that we're trying to pursue for the month, yeah. we'll, we'll revive those by by hitting Facebook ads on them, and uh, they'll perform well. Interesting, yeah. B two B Facebook, man. I don't, that's probably a, kind of a little bit of an untap for those of you listening. Might want to yeah. talk to your marketers about it. 
Oh, have, you, have you guys been doing that? You know, um, I personally, so I, well, I did start the Playmaker Facebook group. You know, we got about a thousand people in there. Um, I've oh, been nice. doing more Facebook videos um, just to kind of grow my base. We've done um, some on Facebook and LinkedIn, but I feel like we've not cracked the code on it. Um, and mm-hmm. I just feel like there's so much more to do lookalike yeah. audiences and stuff. And so one of the problems yeah. is we don't have the deep skill set. You know, we've got a great person who plays around with social, but I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, there's enough to do on social outside of that that I almost feel like we maybe need to tap into to someone who's maybe got a little more detailed skill set around that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a bandwidth thing too for us. That's like, it, that's I got to shout out my man, Jack uh, Kosakowski. He runs our, our social selling and, and Jack, social ads. Is that right? Jack yeah. does that. Man. Yeah, hmm. he crushes it for us. He totally crushes it for us. Interesting. Um, I kind of just I kind of just guide him on what I want. I give him like, you know, the targeting parameters that I'm interested in. I give him some suggestions for, for ad copy. And then I just say, you know, here's the budget and go to work. Interesting. And he just crushes it for us. And you know, it really, it really makes sense to just have somebody really focused who does See, this that's all the thing. time. Yeah. I just feel like we've yeah. got someone who's it, good it, at social, but they're not mm-hmm. the ad copy and, and the click getting it's the click. Tough. It's, it's a different, and it's a testing yeah. mentality that our social Absolutely. person is a little more of a content curation, you know, almost like, uh, they're just, they're, they're getting to be specialties and we just don't have it. Um, right. You know, uh, I, mean, I want to ask about AI. I want to ask about sales technology. I want to ask about just general content. Um, uh, I want to ask about personalization. I want. I mean, we can't. Dang it! Um, I'm trying to decide, man. Which one do I want to go into the most right now? Can you tell me? <laughs> can you tell me from a content perspective? I mean, this was kind of the thing that set it up, and maybe we'll yeah. end with this um, as we're going a little more into marketing, but. Um, you know, you're, you kind of had some interesting thoughts just on content in general. And it's like, guys, you got to be thinking a, a little bit differently. Can you elaborate on that as we kind of wrap this up? Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I, um, I still firmly in my heart believe that content is the most powerful thing uh, that will drive business results for any organization at any size. Yeah. And there's, there's countless examples of, of businesses who have done this. Yeah. Uh, you know, Content Marketing Institute, Moz, Sales Hacker, we're, we're a business literally built on content. Like yeah. we never had a product. Yeah. We still to this day actually don't have a tangible like right. SaaS product right. or anything. Like even our courses, like we it's basically all... are a distributor. We redirect it to places like Inside Sales Lab and hmm. John Barrow's training yep. and yep. so on and so on and so on, right? Right. Um, so with that being said, I think that um, – because of like the content noise and the saturation and like, there's so many things that are just the same. Yeah. I think the, I think the problem with content, especially B2B is that nobody really takes the time to compare what they are about to publish or planning to publish against what is like the top bar for what's already out there. Right. Hmm. Like if I want to publish something on sales prospecting for, yeah. I don't know, uh, beginner SDRs, right? The yep. first thing you should be doing is not thinking about like, oh, this would be great to say, that would be great to say. You should be comparing your outline or your structure of that content hmm. to the number one top ranking best quality thing that's out there. Because if you don't do that and you fall short, then you will never be able to be truly competitive because you didn't take the time to see what's the best. So like that, that to me is like the starting point of like where content quality 
needs to like really be reinforced right right then and there at the sort of planning and strategic uh, phase. Yeah, I mean, you just there's so much noise. You're going to have to find a way to do it different. But I like that. I mean, you go down quality and you kind of find what else is out there. Maybe you take it a little bit further. I love the thing. I feel like Sales Hacker does pretty well. Is you know, it's provocative. Again, I like the yeah. line. I like the line of clickbait and provocative. I mean, there's a line there, you know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you guys, you 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 walk it pretty good. I mean, it's it's interesting enough that I'm clicking, but it's uh, I think you know again maybe actionable enough that if it pushes it more into just being provocative and not like what the hell are they trying to do? So, yeah. Um, and you and and you as well. Like the uh, the piece you had on like how much time should I wait before I follow up with a warm lead that just completed a form on my site? Like that was that was gold, you know, like we don't really see, um, real sort of tactical takeaways from content like that. Enough, you just kind of yeah. see somebody's opinions and then, you know, because they were, they were a VP of sales at, you know, some company that is, man, they, they, yeah, hold, they hold it. some kind of water maybe, but you that's know, right. at the end of the day, we need to know like, okay, do this, don't do this. That's why it will be successful. Yeah. And I think that the sales world is, is subjective. Um, and we got to move a little bit away from that. I like the ending there. Um, really appreciate you jumping jumping on, my man. I think it's an interesting talk track. Again, for those of you who haven't seen it, pop over to the Inside Sales blog called The Insider. Check out 2018 Trends. You'll see a list of, again, about 15, 25 of them. Real interesting as we kind of approach this year. Um, Gaetano, if someone wants to get a hold of you and learn a little bit more about Sales Hacker, what's, what's kind of the best way to do that? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, if you want to hit me up, you can search me on LinkedIn, uh, Gaetano Denardi, or you could go to my, my personal website, uh, official, Gaetano.com. And if you just want to learn about Sales Hacker and what we do, uh, straight up, saleshacker.com, and we'll see you there. <laughs> I love it. Well, again, man, keep producing great content. Love the feedback. Love the, love, love the stuff you guys are doing. So appreciate you taking time for the audience. Remember, whatever it is, is just one play away. <laughs>